Welcome to Changing Reels, a podcast that aims to change the conversation on diversity and representation in cinema one reel at a time. My name is Courtney Small. I write about film for several publications, including ThatShelf.com, where the show is hosted, and Cinema Access, to name a few. I'm also the co-host of the podcast Frameline. Today, I'm joined by fellow Rotten Tomato-approved film critic and friend of the show, Carolyn Morissette. Carolyn is the founder of the website View from the Dark, and her work has appeared in Rumor Magazine, Graveyard Shift Sisters, The Encyclopedia of Japanese Horror Films, The Encyclopedia of Racism in America Films, and one of the programmers at the Blood in the Snow Film Festival. You might remember Carolyn was last on the show on episode 53, where we discussed Atlantics. Carolyn, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. You know, locked down. <laughs> but I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. Yes, we we are all in strange times. Lizard, I, I hope you're holding up well. I, we're we're going to get through this. It's just when that's, I guess, the ultimate question. Yeah. Right? Our main film for today is the 2019 film Loose by director Julius Ona. Based on the play by J.C. Lee, the film revolves around a discovery in the locker of Loose, an all-star student at his high school, and this discovery could potentially impact his future career, and it also, by extension, impacts the way that his parents view him and the world that they've created for him. Carolyn, I know this was a film that you have been telling me for a while that I need to see. Yeah. I regretfully say that I missed it when it was in theaters. I caught up with it towards award season last year, so probably late December, maybe early January. So I was a little behind the ball on this one, but I know you're a big fan of this film. So do you want to kick us off with some initial thoughts on it? Sure. Well, when I first saw it, I, it kind of blew my mind and I hadn't, I didn't know it was a stage play. So my first thought was like, oh, this would make a wonderful, like this would be a really great stage play. Just the way it was set up, the scenes that sort of thing so that's what struck me right away and how complex it was and how I came away with a lot of different thoughts and a lot of different feelings I don't know it was just it was a very thoughtful film it's going to leave you with a lot of uh, different ways of, of thinking about society race gender class yeah it's definitely one that watching it again for this episode I, f- I felt like I enjoyed it more the second time around I liked it the first time but I found myself kind of torn on it and I think the film purposely pulls you in two directions at once and and challenges your view of things. I think we could probably jump off on the theme of perception because this film is very much about perception and how every character is perceiving other characters in the film a certain way while inadvertently showing their own biases. Everybody has their own agenda and so it's almost as if their perception forcing it to look the way they want it so that they can get get to, to their end goal, you know, and no one's really kind of considering other factors, especially Amy, Luce's mother, adoptive mother. She had this agenda and she was like, no one was going to get in her way. You know, she wanted Luce to get to where he needed to get to and she was not going to let anybody get in her way. So yeah, definitely the perception thing is huge in this film. Yeah. Yeah. And Amy, I think is a, an interesting character in the sense that she is very much about maintaining the status quo but on her terms uh-huh. she is the type of person who i would say is likes to believe she's very liberal and open-minded i mean she adopted a child from a war-torn country and a, a child that had seen and probably done a few terrible things and you know was was traumatized by that and spent many years rehabilitating him and turning him into this honorable student but you you get the sense that at some point her good intentions on almost became like a, a status, a 
badge of honor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like this loose is like basically her reward for doing this. There's a point early on where loose is given this speech, I guess, at the opening of the film and he's being praised for it. And then he says that he has to give another one. And she says, well, you know, you need to make it personal, right? You have an interesting story to tell people will connect with. But when you really find out about loose, his story is one of trauma and hardship. Mm -hmm. And most of the people that he would be telling this story to, they wouldn't connect with it at all. They would just see it as, you know, he's a young black man that went through hardship. But now look, he's on the, the straight and narrow, right? They, would, mm-hmm. no one, they wouldn't really understand what it is to live under like dictatorship, warlords, being child soldiers, any of that. But to her, it's it looks good because it shows, quote unquote, his evolution, but also her, her as a parent, all the work yeah. that she's done and how that's paid off. And there's a moment when she's talking to Stephanie, Luce's girlfriend, close friend. The Their relationship is very complicated. And she says, we as women need to stick together. And I can only help you and be on your side if you tell me your secret. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you could look at it as she is trying to create a sisterly bond, but it really comes across of as I need you to tell me information that I could use for my goal. And my goal is to discredit Miss Wilson. She doesn't really care that much about Stephanie. No, she doesn't. And that's a really great point because this whole film is about uh, perception and manipulation and where they can get the upper hand on someone so that they can, again, get to their goal. That scene was just really... Because, I mean, later on you find out more information about Stephanie. So you see those two, Amy and Stephanie, sitting there. And it's like this calculation, you know, on, on either side. And they both have these ulterior motives, but you don't know that. And you don't know who's good and who's bad. And, you know, you can't really categorize people in that way. So, yeah, that scene was, a, it kind of shows you how conniving people are. And also exposes her blindness in many ways, because for most of the film, she is very much, I'm going to protect my son no matter what. How dare you? My kid is good. And whenever she questions Luce about something you know as any parent should Uh you know do you have something to tell me what's this we hear about a problematic essay you wrote what have you he gets very defensive and she immediately backs down because she's afraid oh no he's going to revert back to how he was before she likes to act as if she's in control you know she tells her husband he better basically choose what side he's on and basically meaning her side or the highway but every step of the way she's constantly being met by others who clearly expose how much of a fraud she is and how little control she actually has of the situation, which makes her decision towards the end to fully be culpable in Luce's lie even more damning. You know, just having some thoughts about that as well. When Harriet, the history teacher, calls in Amy to talk about Luce's essay on Fran Fanon, who was philosopher, and he basically talked about the downtrodden using violence or people of color using violence to get back their power against the colonizers. Now, just thinking about it, I really wish that Harriet had a bit more understanding, considering where Luce came from, you know, a child of war. And to me, her response was such a knee-jerk reaction to go search his locker. I don't know. I just, I mean, I really like that character. And I, I have more to say about her character later but just looking at that essay and 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 what why he wrote it and maybe if she had just talked to him more harriet wilson is a good point that we can touch on right now actually because this whole thing starts with her finding the fireworks in luce's lockers she does an illegal search 
we discover at the by the end of the film she did it without consulting the principal and there is a hierarchical change that you have to follow even as a teacher it's that simple gesture of her wanting to be judge and jury that sets off this huge chain reaction and even though you could argue that her intentions are good i feel like there was other ways that she could have handled it impacts how loose reacts to the events almost inadvertently well he goes right into strategy mode and protection mode and and also there's another thing too that i realized after watching it like a second time the boys on that track team they all share lockers for instance deshaun who's the other black student i mean he's doing okay but he's not as worshipped as lucis and he's more i guess what did they say black black <laughs> oh no that was Corey. Corey? yeah because okay Desha yeah deshaun is the one that got kicked off the team yes and that's who I'm, I'm talking about because they found weed in Deshaun's locker, correct? Yes. But it wasn't really his because there's an exchange between him and Luce. And he says something to Luce to the effect of, well, do you want to trade places with me? And it could seem on face value like, oh, do you want to be where I am? Or is Deshaun protecting him for some reason is i mean whose weed was it you know yeah no but it's it's interesting because with deshaun you're right he and loose have a history of of smoking weed like you get the sense that all the boys on the track team none of them are saints a lot of them are problematic like deshaun has his whole scholarship ruined because miss wilson went into his locker found the weed and went straight and called the cop her argument is that if i don't make an example of people like deshaun then people like loose fall through the cracks and they mm -hmm. start to become the next deshaun and on one hand i understand that reasoning but i still feel that it's how she handles it is very problematic yeah absolutely and yeah. i i do like that harriet tougher on the students who are from minority backgrounds. I'm thinking back to like some of the teachers I had and I remember a math teacher I had, he was really tough on all the, the black students. And I remember him telling me, you guys don't realize it, but the world is gonna look at you differently. Always be aware that others are looking at you even when you don't think they are in terms of like your behavior. Because if you look at mm -hmm. um, Luce's friend, I wanna say it's Nick. Uh, I might be wrong, or maybe Dan, I can't remember, the, but the white boy in the group. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Orlicky, I think his last name. They, they would call him Orlicky, I think, yeah. Yes, yeah. sorry, Kenny, Kenny Orlicky, yes. Kenny, he, that's it, yeah. Um, Kenny Orlicky's a perfect example. He's doing all the same stuff as those guys are, but he's pretty much got his life set out. He knows that he'll get into a good school because he's a legacy kid, yeah. whereas Luce has to essentially be perfect. Deshaun calls him, they, what they say, they need an Obama. So I understand this wilson's point in that regard she makes a really interesting speech towards the very end which i thought yes. was great where for most of this film loose is trying to dismantle her systematically get her kicked out of school going after her family everything and he shows up at her house with flowers to almost gloat she kind of pulls him up in a way that makes him cry because i guess he realizes no i can never really top her because she's got life experience in history that i don't have and she yeah. says that it wasn't me that put you on a pedestal america put you in that box and we 
are all in that box together. Meaning that even her as a teacher, she still has to deal with a lot of the the same issues that Luz does, even though he doesn't realize it. And on top of that, she says we are each responsible for choosing who gets to a bit of the light while in that box. Mm-hmm. And it's a great moment because she calls him out while you were running around trying to manipulate and pull the strings. Who were you using? Exactly. Well, it's funny because she's kind of like a microcosm of what a black woman experiences day to day. You know, she has to go to work. She has to present a certain way. She can't show emotion because then you're either the angry black woman. And then, you know, then they're having a discussion of, of calling a woman a bitch in the car this is at the beginning of the film Luce's parents and Luce they're talking and they're like oh you know well Amy was saying like don't call Miss Wilson a bitch because that's what you always call women who are strong but that is just one of the terms that they as they apply to black women who are strong and won't take any garbage then you see her in her personal life having to deal with her mentally ill sister she's single so and that's a you know I believe there are statistics that show like a lot of black women at that age are single either from divorce or death or what have you so I mean she really is basic she sums up what it is to be a black woman and it's it's really frustrating to see as well to see her uh, react in that way because I feel like also she's kind of like a push-pull of her wanting to be a maternal mentor for Luce as well and not being able to do that you know because Luce doesn't have like a strong black woman in his life she would be the only person and and so maybe it irritates her that his parents are white. You don't know. Maybe she, I, like, we didn't really get that internal process of what she thinks of his parents. I mean, you get a pretty good idea. But yeah, it just made me wonder if maybe she, you know, just kind of expanding into that character. Maybe she wanted her a son. Maybe she saw something of herself in him. And maybe her reaction was to protect him. But an, uh, it actually just started the ball rolling to, you know, the demise of her and her character. That point because at the beginning it is more of a maternal approach like yes she illegally searches his stuff but instead of going to the principal she went straight to Amy I searched his locker because this essay that I asked him to write was a little too on the nose a little too real I know Luce and you know Luce so we know that he's just writing this assignment but if this was any other teacher who doesn't really know him a black student writing with such vitriol and have these illegal fireworks in his locker would send off warning bells because she she really does start off as i'm trying to protect loose I don't want mm-hmm. him to be Deshaun. But then she learns quickly that Amy is not willing to even hold a negative thought of her son. So then she reaches yeah. out to Peter and he's not winning any battles. So then she goes to the principal like, because this is escalating and the parents aren't doing anything about it. Yeah, it was really crushing to, to watch Harriet's character just kind of flail in that way and like see and you know, Peter is another problem in itself because he could see that what Amy was doing and he did nothing. He saw that she was lying and trying to hide the facts so that their son wouldn't be accused of anything. I mean, and he did. He knew, and he actually wasn't really on Luce's side after a while. And then that pivotal moment when Harriet's sister comes to the school and has an episode, that whole moment is when Peter starts to believe Luce. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because that scene is pivotal because you see Peter temporarily believe Luce, but then Amy starts to become the 
I think I might have made a mistake. Yeah. Luce is showing them this video that the students took of Harriet's sister, Rosemary, nude, ranting and raving in school. And then at the very end, kind of Luce, almost trying to suppress a smirk. Amy can kind of tell them that something's wrong. Whereas Peter's like, okay, I guess I finally have a way to get back in the family's good books. That only lasts for so long. Once the firework incident happens, then even Peter's like, people could have been killed. But he's a very interesting character in the sense that he never has the room. You know, he and Luce don't connect on a certain level because when he tries to be a parent, Luce pulls back and Amy gets very defensive. And Peter's also reluctant because he just wanted a traditional boring life. He didn't want to be a cause, you know, and by yeah. Amy adopting this child, Amy became a cause, you know, I'm the, the savior. And he didn't want to be a savior. He just wanted to be regular joe dad it was really telling too when amy and peter go to peter's ex's baby shower i guess when they um just to see the baby and and she's and amy's watching him play with this baby and she's like you know just kind of this look on her face like yeah he really just wanted a normal life with a baby and everything and she couldn't give him that you know i do understand the desire not to be put on display. Luce became something that was constantly put on display. I find him very interesting and complex. He's, in my eyes, he's a villain who sees himself as a hero. He's a walking contradiction in many ways. He doesn't want the pressure of always having to be perfect. And, you know, being a young black man in America, he has to be perfect. He doesn't want that weight on his shoulders. But then when Deshaun gets kicked out, he takes on Deshaun's cause. Stephanie's story, like, he doesn't want to be the focal point, but yet he keeps putting himself in positions where he is the focal point. He's the one that goes up to Deshaun and says, you shouldn't be hanging out with those bad kids who smoke weed even though we always hang out and smoke weed like you know it's that dual nature and he tries so hard to keep up appearances while at the same time pulling the strings like it's no coincidence that before rosemary shows up at school luce has arrived at class late using that innocent charm but the whole time he's manipulating situations and i i honestly feel that he was one of those people in that room with stephanie if that story actually happened oh absolutely yeah and for whatever reason stephanie was like just covering for him because she actually liked him you know you know when you're a young teenage girl and you see this guy and he's the most popular guy in high school and like he may have been involved but maybe not so much involved you know so you can kind of give them benefit of the doubt like i could just see that happening with her she wanted to be with the most popular boy he's he's so manipulative and I'm just looking up the name. I think I looked this up before, but isn't uh, Luce a variation of Lucifer? It would make sense. Because wasn't Lucifer like the angel of light and then he fell and became who he was? <laughs> yeah, he was one of God's angels that, that fell. Yeah, and then, yeah, light bringer. Lucifer is a light bringer. And then the name Luce means light. Interesting. In many ways, people, they refer to him as the star of that school. Yeah, he really is. Like he is that light that everybody's looking for but i'm tanya it's the horror girl in me <laughs> but i'm like it makes me think of the omen you know but he just kept getting out of scrapes and like the devil was protecting him and you know anybody around him that kind of found out who he was they they got killed so you know it's kind of a similar narrative here where Luce is kind of doing this i mean he's not as skilled as the devil <laughs> let's just say but it just you know my horror mind it goes there He's not a cut and dry character at all. And my, I think my favorite scene is the final scene where you see 
loose running and you see that facade crack that leaves you with so many questions yeah he's definitely a damien like character i was thinking about we need to talk about kevin yes i just watched that recently yeah just very much that type of bad seed child that is allowed to get away with it because those around him are not willing to see him for who he he really is. That movie, I've seen it like about two or three times, and I can't, like, it just gives me the chills every time I see that film, because the manipulation <laughs> that was going on there, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I will give the performance by Kelvin Harrison Jr. a, a lot of credit, as, as well as Ona's direction, because the film really does a good job of, of towing that line. You know he's a bad C, but was it just that he was triggered and he doesn't want the whole picture to collapse so he's trying to put as much tape on it as possible but it's only making the crack get bigger and bigger right and I, I think yeah. the way how Harrison Jr. handles loose how he can go from that almost in tears moment to that very kind of strong manipulated moment is is really mm -hmm. well done like his performance is is very good and i think he balances off of octavia spencer and naomi watts really well yeah absolutely like he plays with them really well i was watching an interview with him and the director ona and they were they were talking about calvin harris jr was harrison jr was really nervous about working with tim roth and, and naomi watts and octavia spencer they were, he was really nervous it was kind of refreshing to see that he said that he really watched how how they moved within a scene like he really learned a lot from them and he said they were super generous with him the cast really came together this film so I think it was really nice to know my only issue with it was the whole Rosemary scene itself because I didn't think that the nudity was necessary I, mean, I don't know why they put that in and I haven't found any readings or anything like interviews that addressed it but that really bothered me. Yeah, I felt like on one hand they were making a subtle commentary on how mental illness is handled in America, especially for women of color, because she's ranting and raving, she takes off her clothes, and the cops come in and they're pretty quick to taser her mm -hmm. while she's naked and while there's all those cameras around. They don't even bother to to try and cover her. Cover her. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel that Rosemary is a character that could have probably been developed a lot more. Yeah, I think so. I think the performance by uh, Marsha Stephanie Blake is, is very good. I just wanted to know a bit more about her relationship with her sister in terms of how long they've been kind of dealing with this. I'm assuming probably all their life, but just a little more context because we see her initially at the grocery store or I guess no, we see her coming out of the the group home and then there's the grocery store scene, the one scene at home where she's kind of trashed the kitchen because something mm -hmm. set her off and she was afraid and then the loose sequence. But you know there was a couple of pieces in between before she got, from when Luce first meets her at the grocery store to when she's gone off on her tangent that would have, I think, added a, a little more context. Mm -hmm. Because after that, she's she's pretty much not a factor anymore. It's, it's almost like she's there to be exploited by Luce and most of the people. And in, in some ways, the kind of the story somewhat exploits her as well because they don't really delve into it. No, they don't. And it's funny how, in comparison, so Luce is not, Harriet's child or blood relative, Rosemary is. Harriet goes and tries to help Luce as much as she can. She's really helping these students. She's trying to get into their lives. She's trying to 
make them the best that they can be. And with her sister, it just seems like she kind of gives this attempt and then gives up, gives the attempt and then gives up. And the scene, again, when they cart off Rosemary and they taser her and Harriet just stands there. And I mean, were it me, I would be like chasing after those police, but she just kind of stands there. Now, I don't know if that was shock or disbelief, but it just doesn't seem like, and again, you're right, because we don't know enough about Rosemary. But it just seems like Harriet's not putting in as much effort into her sister as she is with these students, you know? And it just kind of, there's that odd disconnect with her personal life, which just doesn't seem that great at all. And I just don't know if I like the way Black women were treated in this film in general. But, I mean, I feel like they were treated that way in order to convey the story, and but I don't know if I like that for the larger picture. I think there is a, a valid point to that, and I feel like, the treatment of Rosemary and Harriet were specifically to hit a larger point about racism in America, perception in America. In many ways, black women play such an integral part in American society and keeping America's society intact. Mm-hmm. You know, calling out those who need to be called out, putting their lives and careers on the line for what is right especially if they see wrong that's occurring, but they don't, they're not thanked for it. You know, in many cases yeah. they're discredited, you know, lose their job. We see it online a lot. Yeah. Many yeah. <laughs> educated and prominent women who are routinely harassed and had racial slurs and death threats thrown against them. You know, their male counterparts or counterparts from other backgrounds don't get it the same way. You know, it's, yeah. they, they're an interesting contrast to Stephanie Kim in this film, who is played wonderfully by Andrea Bang. Many of you might know her from Kim's Convenience, if you've ever seen that show. Yeah, my sister loves that show, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But in this film, Stephanie Kim gets to be the victim, the hero, the villain sidekick all in one, and I feel at the end of the day, she still comes away unscathed. Yes, she has to deal with Miss Wilson constantly alluding to her possibly being a victim in silence someone who's been sexually assaulted but but then as we refer to with that great scene with amy you know there's so much in that conversation and the way how um, andrew bang brings so much emotion from sadness to happiness when talking about loose to trauma all in that one story of the party you you really feel for her, but then at the same time you know she's in constant communication with loose so yeah. you have to question, well, is that story real or not? And then when she goes to Miss Wilson to report a sexual assault, and she's pretty convinced that Luce is the one that did it, again, that's another manipulation. Yeah, because when she's going to bring her to the meeting, Stephanie's gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, yeah, when Harriet's trying to bring Stephanie into the meeting to back up this claim that Luce is, you know, has sexually assaulted her, Stephanie disappears. I personally believe that something happened to her. I believe something happened to her, but I think that Luce talked her down, you know, because he's got that ability to charm people. He's charmed her because you see later on, they have a little rendezvous after this whole, was it after the whole thing or was it before? I can't remember. No, no, it was right after. Just right after. Yeah. Stephanie in the woods. Yeah. So, you know, he's got that power over her. And I think that there is obviously some truth to that incident, but who knows what he's promised her, you know? I mean, she's a teenage girl. She's 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 tough. She's also vulnerable as well, because, again, she see, you know, Luce can do no wrong. Luce is being uh, used as a pawn with the adults, and then Luce is using his friends as pawn to get what he wants. So uh, it's just really 
chilling to see like this human nature <laughs> unfold like the worst part of human nature unfold yeah that's true and I, I definitely believe he promised probably promised her that they would be a couple going forward again because there's that great moment when Lucy's giving his speech towards the end of the film and you see the different reactions and the principal is just like oh that kid oh my gosh he's so great they go to Deshaun Deshaun's not smiling and then you cut to Stephanie Kim and Stephanie Kim she's just glowing like it's almost like you know that's my man up there she's so happy she's done everything that Luce has asked and she believes that she's going to get whatever good things are, are promised to her even if that meant kind of sacrificing her reputation a little bit it's okay because Luce has smoothed everything over I'm sure Miss Wilson will be okay as well but her career as a teacher is essentially done it's over yeah brings up the fact that even though she did it in a wrong way she questions their like this investment who is loose she's questioned that investment she's the the only person that's really questioned it even Deshaun, who doesn't agree with what loose is doing is still going along with him right and harriet is the only person that questions him and she's the one that gets the the crap end of the stick so you know this also kind of shows you in a way that if you keep your mouth shut and don't rock the boat you won't be treated badly which is a uh, completely wrong <laughs> i mean she's asking the hard questions and nobody wants to address them kind of broke my heart for her in a way i feel like a lot of people are quick to be amy's in the sense that well things were once bad but i've made it good in my own life so the issue is no longer an issue whereas mm -hmm. most of people who are minorities are more like harriet and it's like yeah it's still an issue because we still see when you turn your back and say it's a close issue. We, we still have to live with all the, the fallout. Oh, that movie. It's going to leave. It's like every time I watch it now, it's going to leave a mark. <laughs> no, it's so good. There are no hard and fast answers with this film. I wrote a review for Cinema Access on this. I think I ended it was like, you gotta you either love it or you hate it, you know? But it's going to get you talking, so... Yeah. I uh, definitely agree with that. I, I could see people not liking the film for mm -hmm. many of the reasons why we like the film. You put it perfectly. There's no easy answers. He presents the situation, makes it as complicated as possible, and then says, take of it what you will. Some might see Luce as a hero. Some might see him as a villain. But as you said, either way, you're going to walk away from this film with a lot to talk about. Well, Carolyn, thank you for returning to the show again. Well, where can listeners find you? You know, I'm on the Twitters. <laughs> it's VFD Pixie on Twitter. And then my website is View from the Dark. And I think I'm going to start a little uh, quarantine series because I have been looking through my collection and just a few films. And I think I might, you know, do a little series. Uh, I haven't really nailed it out down yet, but... Uh, I think I'll probably post the first one in the next few days. So look out for that. Because what else is there to do? <laughs> Start a series on my website. But um, yeah, other than that, yeah, you can find me at those two places. Well, you know, it's always a, a great time to invest in any creative endeavors that you have. Dance like no one's watching. Exactly. <laughs> We're all looking for those creative outlets, so that's that's great. Well, listeners, you can find me on Twitter at SmallMind, and you can contact the show on Twitter at ChangingReelsAC. And remember, you can change the conversation on diversity and representation in cinema one reel at a time.